We welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. It's important, y'all. This is important. We always talking about trusting God. And you got to trust God. And you got to believe in him. Put your faith, your confidence in him. You got to trust him with everything. All your heart. Lean not into your understanding. All your ways acknowledge him. He'll direct you. All of that's true. But does he trust you? That's the question. Can he trust you? I tell people all the time, if you set your life up wrong, God can't trust you. Because you'll be constantly trying to make what you did work. Instead of what he wants to work. But he wants to trust you. He made you to trust you. When he made Adam, he put Adam down. He's like, okay, I trust him. I trust you to name all the animals. I trust you to name what I just made for you, the woman. I trust you to take care of the garden. I trust you even after he fell. I trust you to, by the sweat of your brow to take care of your family. I trust you to pass down what I'm teaching and telling you. See, where we messed up is we don't realize how long Adam lived. He lived 900 and something years. That means that Adam lived long enough to see a whole bunch of stuff happen after the garden. But the thing, you don't, the thing you don't think about is a lot of the stuff that happened down through the years were reminiscent of the things that Adam knew. So can you imagine how your actions change because the original man is still here? That walked with God and God told him what to do, how to do. You don't believe that Enoch was able to go to Adam and say, Adam, tell me about God. And Adam began to tell, well, we used to walk and we used to talk and we used to this and we used to that. And I saw him do this. I saw him do that. And we were that. And then we fell and he was gone or whatever. And then Enoch saying, you know what? I want to get to know him like you knew him. They're all there at the same time. So Enoch starts talking to God. Communing with God, Lord, I know you're gone. I know you said your spirit won't strike me, but I need you. I want to get close to everything. And the Bible said he got so close to God that he just wasn't anymore. You don't think Adam had something to do with that? He was there and fully accessible. But the thing about it was, the only reason I did that, that kind of research, because I'm trying to figure out how do you get close to God? Well, he had somebody to talk to. Somebody taught him that. Well, now we don't have to worry about somebody living 900 years so we can find out what happened back in the day. We have the Holy Ghost. And the Bible said the Holy Spirit communes with our spirit and it can bring us to that place if we seek God. He is a rewarder of those that do what? Diligently seek him. So in order for God to trust us, we have to get close enough. Amen. When you've met your wife or your husband, there were certain things you told him, but then, you know, there were certain things, <laughs> I got to wait. I got to wait and see how this is going to go before we peel the next layer off. Because that level of trust requires me to know you a little better. See, this generation, they, they don't understand. We were just talking about this the other day because all they do is just go online and find out five years of information on you. Then they don't like you. I think that might be the worst thing about social media is the divulging of information and people just know too much too soon. 
So they make decisions that you wouldn't have made during a true courting process on a need to know, get to know basis. But you got to get close enough. You got to get close enough. And then you start t- talking and telling stuff. And then you really get to know somebody. Then you really trust them. So God wants to trust you like that, but you got to get close. Look at somebody and say, you got to get closer. So we're going to talk about Abraham. I'm not going to talk about Adam and we'll save that for another day. Adam and Enoch, that relationship. But we're going to talk about Abraham. God trusted Abraham. Abraham was God's man. And I know people like to believe that God just randomly picks folks, but he doesn't. He knows how folks are going to be. He trusts those that are trustworthy. So he knew Abraham was going to be trustworthy. Now, this is what God said. Now, this is after the three angels came to visit them and uh, visit Abraham and tell him what was going to happen. Tell him about the promise, how he was going to have a son. And Sarah laughed and then she said she didn't laugh and she didn't laugh out loud. She laughed inside, the Bible said. So even after all of that, so Abraham fumbling and bumbling, had a child all of the stuff that happened with Abraham or whatever, whatever. God still changed his name, told him what he was going to do with him. I ain't changed my mind about you because I picked you. Now he's going to tell you why he picked him. Okay? Genesis 18 and 17, they're about to go destroy Sodom. And then the Lord said, shall I hide from Abraham this thing which I do? In other words, you know what? Man, Abraham, we're pretty close. I, I just can't hide this from him. I need to go on and tell him. This is God. This is how he feels about a human. A human man. I think I need to tell him. Then he tells you why I feel this way. Seeing that Abraham shall surely become, meaning he's going to do this. He's going to become a great and mighty nation. And all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. It's going to happen. It's rock solid because of the type of guy he is. He's going to take what I said and he's going to live by it. Then he goes even deeper. He goes into Abraham's house and says, for I what? God says, for I know him. I know this guy. I didn't just randomly. I know him. And I know that he will command his children and his household after him. And they shall keep what? The way of the Lord. Now, these are all beings with free will that can decide to do whatever they want. But God is saying, because I know Abraham, this is how this is going to play out. That's why I trust him. He's going to command his children and his household after him, and they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment, that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he hath spoken of. So Abraham is setting the stage by his behavior and everything he's going to do so that... God can bring the promise upon him. This is how he trusts this human man. Look at somebody and say, can God trust you? God's call for us in this hour is to be what? Worthy of his trust. Trustworthy. We can't be children tossed to and fro. Repenting from the same old dead works, doing the same stuff you did 10 years ago. It's time to grow up and grow out of that. Amen? And it's time to be trustworthy. Take that step of maturity and grow up. Look at somebody and say, grow up. That's what time it is. It's time to mature. 
You know what God does when you don't mature? Well, he's going to allow a test or a trial to come to grow you up. Yeah, he'll burn it off of you. You got two choices. You can do it yourself or you can let fire do it. A fiery trial. Think it not strange. <laughs> Think it not strange. When these fire tri- fiery trials come upon you, set the trying of your faith worketh patience. So let sit back, let patience have her perfect work. Because at the end of that, you're going to be good and entire, wanting nothing. You don't even understand your prayers, what your prayers for want does. Your prayers, I want this, Lord. I need this. God, give me a different level of anointing. Okay. Jump in this fire. And then when you come out, let's see if you still want that. God needs you to be trustworthy. Proverbs 11 and 13. He who goes about as a talebearer does what? Reveals secrets. But he who is what? Trustworthy. And what? Faithful how? And where? In spirit does what? Keeps them out of it. You can be trusted with information. Somebody come and bring you some bad information about somebody, it don't move. It stays there. That's what this just said. That's the first sign of God being able to trust you. Leaky lips. If you have leaky lips, forget it. Forget it. The scripture, do I need to read it? He who does... He who goes about as a what? Tailbearer, revealing what? Secrets. God, it has nothing to do with that. You talk too much. Can't trust. How God going to trust you with some deep things and you telling all the surface stuff and you don't even know if that's true? You spreading stuff you don't know is true? Then you're a gossip. And the Bible calls you a liar. You're a liar because you don't know. That's scripture. Did I just read scripture? Mm-hmm. But he who is trustworthy and faithful in spirit keeps the matter what? Yeah, you pray for him. But that's that level of maturity that you got to come up to. Amen? Amen. The kingdom of God is not the hood. <laughs> so you can't function the way... <laughs> You ain't riding around with switches in a 64 in the kingdom of God. Grills. You ain't no grills and sagging in the kingdom of God. So all them old crazy habits won't work in the kingdom. God trusted Abraham to follow his plan and not use it to be better than others. Abraham could have easily said, when him and Lot and, the, and their herdsmen was fighting and not getting along. And Abraham was like, you know what? Let's, to avoid this conflict, man, let's just split up. We both, you know, we both have people or whatever. Abraham was going to say, you know what? You need to go because I got the promise. See, the covenant is on me, not you. See, eventually I'm going to end up saving your life because God called me. <laughs> See, some of you, that, that would have been you. That's why God ain't never called you. God don't know your name. He's never even come by your house. He ain't going to do nothing for you because you're going to put it online. Soon as he speak anything to you, 
chicken is on sale. Oh, oh Lord, the Lord just told me that the chicken is on sale. Whole chickens. At the men yards. It's on sale. God can't tell you nothing. He's trying to help you feed your family. He know you broke. He's trying to help you feed you. That's online. And oh, look how God speaks. Oh, oh, chicken. <laughs> can't tell you nothing. But Abraham, he knew he could trust him. Abraham ain't going to throw this around. Abraham didn't say nothing when he was dealing with the herdsmen. Matter of fact, Abraham told Lot, say, okay, so which way do you want to go? And I'll go the other way. The man with the promise, he could easily say it. Um, I feel that the Lord is telling me, thou goest east, and I shall remain here. You know, you got to do the hands. <laughs> the hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I was with the Lord this morning. I was with him this morning. Yeah. He trusts me. You hear what he said about me? It hasn't been written yet, but he did say it. Yeah, Moses hadn't been born yet, but when Moses gets born, he's going to have some great things to say about me and the Lord. (laughs) But God trusted Abraham to follow his plan, not use it to be better than anybody. God could trust him even after he spoke the promise and blessed it. So this is after God spoke the promise. He knew Abraham wasn't going to take that and hurt nobody with it. How you hurting people with the word and your calling? Philippians 2 and 3. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than themselves. This wasn't even written yet. And this is what Abraham was doing. This was his general attitude. And this is why God trusted him. Can I keep preaching in here? The trust that God had in him and his faith moved God to share secret things. Y'all and even negotiate. God, the God of all gods that just walked out of nowhere and said, let there be light. And light was without a son. That God is talking to a human negotiating I'm about to destroy Sodom what do you think Abraham says are you going to destroy the righteous with the wicked there might be some righteous there God said okay well how many righteous do you think there needs to be before I save it then Abraham says but I'm nothing but shadows and dust God I'm nothing I can't, I can't I'm here talking to the God of gods and I'm just dust and shadows But if there's 50, can we save it? Jeremiah 33 and 3. Call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which what? If you want to know the stuff that you don't know, call unto me. Be close to me. Y'all enjoying this? Amen. It's good. It's the word. The word is good. Because his nephew was there, Lot. Lot was his nephew. God was willing to work out a way to get Lot out of Sodom safely for Abraham's sake. 
Lot wasn't made of the same thing Abraham was made of. Lot believed in God, but Lot, Lot had a lot going on. <laughs> he liked fame. Bible said he was sitting at the gate of the city, which meant he was the governor, basically. Whole city was corrupt. You know, some folks fighting to be leader, but they'll never be able to lead. Only leaders can lead. Some folk just don't have it in them to lead because they're not a natural born leader. And ain't nothing wrong with that because everybody can't lead because then you don't, won't need leaders. So Abraham's a leader. Lot's not a leader, but he's trying to lead a city and he led it astray because he was astray. Yeah, family was just kind of, you know. I mean, when these angels told him, said, man, we're going to destroy the city. He said, so go get your son. Where your son-in-law's at? Where your wife's husband's at? I see your wives in here, but where your son-in-law's at? Oh, they out there with the homosexuals. <laughs> Bible said when he told his son-in-laws that God's getting ready to destroy the city, said they mocked him. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know what they look like, but I just feel like mocking right there. That was good. I think I, I, think I nailed it. What you say, Lot? What you say? <laughs> God was going to just negotiate with him, you know. But Lot just wasn't, he wasn't made out of what Abraham was made out of, so he didn't get the promise. He wasn't called to the promise. It would have it never got here. Would have never got here. When the homosexuals banging on the door, he's like, y'all take my daughters. They ain't, been, they ain't even been with, son, with, with my son-in-laws yet because they don't want them. They was like, we don't want them either. We out here with the son-in-laws. <laughs> we, we all on one accord out here. I don't know what you talking about. <laughs> Psalms 84 and 11. For the Lord God is a son and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will what? He withhold. Quit quoting that. Oh, no good thing will God withhold from them. And that's where they stop. <laughs> you want to know the secrets of the Lord? The Bible said he would not withhold any good thing from them. Look at your neighbor and say, he won't hold any good thing. He won't hold any good thing from them. He won't hold any good thing from them. He won't. Finish it. He won't hold any good thing from them that what? This is why the promise of a great nation was upon Abraham's seed. His compassion for people was shown in this discourse. So the promise of a great nation was on Abraham because his compassion for Sodom. If there are righteous people there, let's get them out, Lord. He's concerned. Leviticus 19 and 18. Thou shalt not avenge nor bear any grudge against the children of thy people. Why I preach reconciliation and the ministry of reconciliation? Because you're not supposed to be carrying grudges against folks. How are you in the kingdom of God hating folks? But thou shalt love thy neighbor how? As thy what? Self. God trusted and thought so highly of Abraham that he did not want to hide this plan to destroy Sodom from him. 
Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of what? Peace and not evil. To give you an expected end. So God is thinking, look at somebody say, he's thinking about you. And he knows the thoughts. He knows what he's thinking. What he's thinking about you is he wants you to have peace. That's what he was thinking about Abraham. Man, if, if I just destroy this city and lot burn up in it, man, that might mess Abraham's mind up. And I need Abraham okay because he's carrying the seed to bring forth my son. So let me talk to him about it. Abraham, what do you think? What do you think? Is there a way for me to burn this wicked city up and then get your folks out? Abraham, well, yeah, you probably can get a lot out, but that wife, you know, Jesse, always looking back. Always looking back. Ooh, that's a message right there. That's a message. No matter how far forward you go, Jesse's always looking back. God came to deliver you, bring you out of a situation. And Jesse can't stop looking back. God chose him to father the nations because of what he knew about him. Even though we have free will, God knows our thoughts and the intent of our hearts. Even though Abraham lost faith for a moment and fathered Ishmael, God knew his intentions would never change. That Ishmael thing was his wife's idea. Abraham, you know, my body ain't, ain't what it used to be. But I got this made. Let's, let's just go on and let you have her. Then gave her to him. Then got mad. I don't like her no more. She had a baby and I ain't had one. What? You the one that ar- But he lost faith for a moment and fathered a child out of his marriage. But God knew his intentions would never change. Amen? He made a mistake, but hey, God was going to work, work it out. First person he told him to circumcise besides himself was Ishmael. She's like, That's, hey, you had him, so now he's a part of the picture. So let's go on and work him in. Jeremiah 17 and 10. I, the Lord, search the hearts. I try the reins, even to give every man according to what? His ways. So God knew Abraham's ways. That's why he didn't give up on him when he erred. Because I know his ways. He'll be all right. Let me decide that. He said, then I'm going to base it on the fruit of his doings. God chose to forge a close relationship with Abraham because he knew he could trust him to lead his home and his children in the right way. His home was so important to God that he mentioned it as a reason to consult with Abraham. The condition of your home because you're trying. Genesis 18 and 19. For I know him that he will command his children and his household where? After him. God knew that Abraham and his household would keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment. It's important to God that we treat others with love and be fair with them. He was fair with Lot. He didn't throw his weight around. He was fair. This is why you get the promise because you're fair. Judging situations righteously and having mercy instead of demanding Justice. That's why you got to get rid of the offense because an offense always causes you to demand justice without mercy. Yeah. Yeah. 
James 4 and 11, speak no evil of one another, brethren. He that speaketh evil of his brother and judgeth his brother, speaketh evil of the law and judgeth the law. But if thou judge the law, thou art not a doer of the law, but a judge. So you don't judge your brother in that manner or speak evil of your brother. You have mercy. That's a part of reconciliation, like a mandatory part. That's a part of your prayers being heard by God. A mandatory part. God don't ever answer me. I've been praying. I've been praying. Oh, have you forgiven everybody? You got to forgive everyone. Everyone. How are you forgiven if you can't forgive everyone? You want him to forgive everyone of your sins, you have to forgive everyone that has sinned against you. The Lord's prayer says that. Some of y'all are afraid to pray that basic prayer. That's the prayer Jesus said you need to be praying. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Forgive us our trespasses. We forgive those that trespass against us. Jesus said that. That's written in red. You need to go back to the basic prayer because your prayer is baloney. Because you praying around stuff. You praying for other folks' hearts. Touch his heart, Lord, that he would come to me and repent, God. I'll forgive him, but Lord, touch his heart so he will come to me. Oh, because of what he did. Oh, God, oh, Lord. He did this, and he did that. And then God is looking at you like, but you did this, and you did that. Yeah, but what I did wasn't as bad. Oh, God, is, God is like, to who? To you or to God? Because to God, the wages of sin, all of them are what? Death. The ways of sin, hey, we can't do that. We can't walk around with a tablet. Okay, that's a 10-point sin. Because to God, it's all. Yeah, sometimes God will show you your sin, and it will look so bad, and then he'll tell you, I want you to see it, because I want you to see how I feel about it. Yeah. Yeah, because when, you know, when you keep sinning, it stops feeling as bad. When you first did it, three years later, he know he he knows he he know me. God, you understand, but that's grace, grace, ooh, grace, grace in this place. Mm. Yeah, that's how you get after you get used to doing it. It ain't even any point. And sometimes God got to show you. And then you're like, oh, that's what I was doing. Lord, forgive me. You know, some folk don't want to get close to God because they don't want to see that. Well, that's what that's, that's the children of Israel. Like, just keep talking to Moses, Lord. We'll see you in his face. Then one time God said, okay, I'll give you that. God showed up in Moses' face. and like, okay, now put something over his face. They did. They said, like, drape something over his face because we can handle what's coming from his face. Bunch of wicked folks that want to stay wicked. Summary! Special effects. <laughs> you know, I got to encourage myself and keep myself laughing because some of y'all be looking at me crazy. Y'all be looking at me like... <laughs> some folks so cruel and heartless when it comes to the word. Like the word will convict them and then they'll take it out on me. And all I did was preach it. And I'm like, Lord, what did I do? Abraham wanted to see God's people blessed and not punished. 
My nephew is in there, Lord. Uh, can we get him out and his family? I know he went astray. I know he wanted to be with the homosexuals. I know they out there just homosexualizing. <laughs> Trying to pull your holy angels in on it. Like, I mean, <laughs> you pretty messed up when you try to get the angels involved. I'm like, oh my God, what kind of, what level of gayness is this? It's like, I know they're doing that, Lord, but man, I, you know, he, 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 he's really a good man. I feel like if you get him out of there, I feel like he'll do good. So can you, can you, can you get him out of there? This is his compassion. This is why he's called to father the nation. This attitude towards God's people is why God chose Abraham in the first place. I know many feel that Abraham became this way because of his call from God, but that is never, look, somebody say never. That is never the case when it comes to human beings. We all must live out our callings, and even though God foreknows us, we must still be what? Trustworthy for him to use us. Amen? God anointed Saul as king, and what did he do? Wild out. Didn't make it. The reason he chooses is because he what? He knows. And we remain trusting to him in order to see his plan through. Sure, we will fall at times, but our hearts must remain for his what? His people. The main reason God desires to commune with Abraham was because he was concerned about his family, his kindred, and God's people. That's why he chose Abraham. Abraham was concerned about his family, his kindred, and God's people. This attitude led to him fathering an entire nation, even when he was commanded to sacrifice his son. He did not hesitate, but he did what? You know, God trusted Abraham so much that he foreshadowed the coming of Jesus Christ in this episode with Isaac. That's what it was all about. Take your only begotten son. That's the difference in him and Ishmael. Take him up. How long is the journey? Three days. Soon as he said, kill your son, he's good as dead. Start counting. One, two, three. Take him up. But then when he passed the other people, they was like, what you, what you going to do? He said, God will provide the sacrifice. I hate when people said he knew he wasn't going to have to kill his son. He knew God was no, 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 no. He knew he was going to kill him. He just believed God was going to resurrect him. He's going to be resurrected. You know why? Because God said that Isaac was going to have children. And he was the son of the promise. So that means after I kill him, he's going to be resurrected. Yeah. People scared of the Old Testament. The New Testament is in the Old Testament. God wants us. Wants to trust us like this as well. He wants to know that we will treat his people right and never use them for our what? For our what? For our what? Own selfishness. He wants us to give up our offenses toward one another. Here I go again. And do unto others as we desire him to what? Do unto us. God will pull us in close and share wonderful things with us if we can just let go of our issues and build trust with him. You know, uh, Elder Trent just said this last week when we, when we were praying for people. That was way in Trinidad, I think it was, or Paris or somewhere, both places. 
and we pray for them, and they have their fists balled it up, balled up, balled it. They have their fists balled up and just sitting there, you know, and I'm praying for them, and the Holy Spirit would always tell me, look at their hands. Look at their hands. God's like, I can't do nothing with this. They won't forgive. So I tell them, open your hands. Open your hands. You got to forgive. You got to let it go. And it just, and this is why, you know, during the 50s and the 60s, folks was getting filled with the power of God, filled with the Holy Ghost. All of these things happening in around the 70s when the baby boom and all of that stuff started and folks started having a bunch of babies out of wedlock and fathers became deadbeat and all those kind of things. Then all these offenses started settling in people's hearts and you didn't see the move of the spirit like you used to in the churches. That's because folks are carrying a bunch of unforgiveness. Saw a whole bunch of bitter mothers and bitter missionaries and bitter preachers and bitter this. And then you saw the preachers lording over everybody and treating them bad and dogging them out. And you saw all of this stuff because these offenses had grown up in folks. They couldn't let go of what happened to them. And it just, it just, and now that's the church now. That's what we have now. We ain't seeing the move of God like we used to. We're not seeing the hand of God. We're not seeing the power of God. We're not seeing those things because people have offenses and will not forgive. Then when you try to make them go forgive or you try to help them to go forgive, they, they'll be mad at you and get online and talk about you. When all you tried to do was help them reconcile. And so they just, fists just clutched and can't get past it. God took me through a period years, about four years ago when I preached sins of the father. Y'all remember that? Anybody, was anybody here? Was anybody here? I preached a bit. Every offense in me had to be gotten out that day. It was like, it, God is not going to let me walk a step further until I drop what was in my heart. Yeah. And my kids were here. Thank God, Cam and Vic and all of them was here. And we went in my office after I preached that message. We sat on the couch. And they just got around me and just held me. And we just held each other as I just cried and cried. Because I was letting go of it. Because God, when I was dealing with that message, I was preaching that message and thinking about stuff about my dad. And I started feeling ill stuff toward him. And my dad ain't even here. And I was like, God, I can't do this message. Let's change to something else. Okay, We're going to talk about faith. I started changing it, and God said, no, 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 you're not going to be that kind of preacher. You deal with yourself first, and then you're going to deal with the congregation. I was like, Lord, uh, <laughs> yeah, all the past stuff, everything that, I've, that, that I'd done up until that point, God showed me the why during that mess. This is why. This is why you reacted this way. This is why you did this. This is why, why, why. All the whys. And it all made sense, but ugh. You mean I got to get up in front of the church? But God said, if, yeah, if you want to continue with me. And so, you know, I preached it and I told you, me and my wife talked for two weeks. How long was it? About two weeks. I said, I tell her everything, tell her everything, just getting it all off, whatever, whatever. Blood pressure went down, health got better. I mean, just start feeling, just things just changed because I, I can't carry it no more. And the same for you, because if it happened to me, Yep, so you might as well leave. If you, go, if you want to get away from it, yeah, that's the only thing you can do. But even when you do that, you ain't getting away from it. Black folk just don't like, excuse me. Black folk don't like to deal with nothing. We even like to hear it. Somebody sent me a clip of, what's her name? The chick talking to T.I. there. What was her name? Candace Owens. Going off. She's going off and they, just, they didn't want to hear it. She telling them, it's fatherlessness. And the reason why this is, she said, and I hate the feminist movement. That's why I don't ascribe to the feminist movement, because we need these fathers. And everybody, oh, shh, shh. Don't say that. What? 
Oh, say that out loud. White folk gonna hear it. What? They don't have to hear it. They can see it. Turn on a rap video. They gonna see it. Hoochies and stink. They gonna see it. BET. That's all they show. You can't watch good times without seeing stink. All them old whack shows Tyler Perry do. All them old nasty, filthy shows. All of them about sex and LGBT. Like white folks don't know. They building prisons because of what they know. They testing the black African American boys to see where to put the next prison. Because of what they know. That make us look bad. That makes us look bad. Two chains don't make us look bad. That, that's what makes us look bad. Little Boosie don't make us look bad. His name is Boosie. That don't make us look bad. God will pull us in close and share wonderful things with us if we can just let go of our issues and build trust with him. But because of fatherlessness, and that was my issue, I'm taking out the lack of my relationship with my father on God because that's all I had to go by. So because that relationship was a certain way, it made me look at God a certain way. And so until I rectify what's wrong in my heart, I'm going to have a problem getting close to the God of all gods because there's something in my heart that needs to be addressed. And I tell folks when they come here, and some of y'all, I tell you, look, make sure everything is good in your heart towards your parents because if you don't like your parents you're not gonna like me but because of fathers and family drama some folks that's all they know is drama because drama's been happening since day one so when they come to church oh it's peaceful in here i need to start something up <laughs> let me tell somebody about something it's just too quiet that's making me nervous no you know what it's doing it's making you think about yourself See, when there's a lot of drama, you ain't never dealing with yourself because you're always dealing with what other folks are doing to you. That's what drama does. It just keeps you busy with other folks' foolishness. When things finally quiet down and stuff, you don't even like yourself. Ooh, ooh, I'm seeing things about me that I don't want to see. Let me start up some stuff. We must reconcile and make things good with others in order to be in good with God and do what? Gain his trust. That's why he trusted Abraham, because Abraham was good with everybody. When God knows that we will command, even when uh, Haggai had Ishmael, there was some stuff there. And God said, go talk to her. Y'all work this out. Because I don't want you moving on with the promise. And then there'll be issue there. Don't need no baby mama drama that birthing Christ. I'll take care of her. I'm going to take care of her. I'm going to bless her, whatever, whatever. When God knows that we will command our children and household after him, he trusts us to do that and keep his way to do justice and judgment, then he will know us and commune with us just like he did with Abraham. John 13 and 34, a new commandment I give unto you, this is Jesus, that ye do what? Love one another. As I have what? 
Some of y'all don't know how to love, so he's, he has to give you an illustration. So you love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. So do it the way I do it. That's all you need to know. But I grew up in a home. Then, then read how Jesus loved and then love like that. By this shall all men know that you're my disciples. It's the only, this, this is how they're going to know. If you have love, what? One to another. So somebody that's hateful, somebody that's vengeful, somebody that's, then you know there ain't no disciple of God. That ain't no disciple of Christ. He just said, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples. This is how they're going to know. How? If you what? Love one another. Now, skipping down to 14 and 21, that's a jump. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. Judah said unto him, and the Bible is clear to let you know this ain't the Judas you're thinking about, not Iscariot. <laughs> Lord, how is it that thou wilt manifest thyself to us and not unto the world? Jesus answered and said unto him, if a man love me, he will do what? He's going to keep my words. And my father will love him. And then we're going to team up. And we're going to come in unto him. And we're going to make our dwelling with him. Everyone stand to your feet. Thank God for his word. Amen. How many of you want to be trusted by God? I mean trusted. Like with secret things. Some of y'all, well, put your hands down because I don't want them up too long. Some of y'all, there's some stuff the only way you're going to find out is if you get close to them. Amen. Some of y'all are praying for God to give you children. You need to get close enough to him so he'll tell you why you don't have one. Some of y'all want a husband or a wife. You need to get close enough to him so he can whisper in your ear. Remember when Elijah... God was showing Elijah, this is, how, this, this is how I talk, Elijah. This is how I communicate. And then he showed him, you know, then a whirlwind came. And, her, and the Bible said, but God wasn't in that. Then an earthquake, but God wasn't in that. Then five, God wasn't in that. Then he whispered, and it was God. You might be close to no earthquake to know it's an earthquake. But you got to be close to hear a whisper. That's the only way you're going to get it. Got to get closer. Everyone bow your heads. Father God, I just thank you, Lord, for this message. I thank you for your word. Thank you for your word of truth. God, most importantly, I thank you for how you feel about us. How you feel about us. How much you care about what is going on with all of us. You care about what is going on with all of us. We're important to you. Important enough for you to stop the earth for us, to come and rescue us. You're not coming for gold. You're not coming for silver. You're not coming for diamonds. You're not coming for pearls. You're not coming for wealth. You're coming for us. And you'll come for what is important to you. That's us. So thank you, Lord, for us being that important to you. That you would give your son to die for us. That you would care enough about us that you would rescue us from our sins. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Forgive us when we need forgiving. 
that level of importance just blows my mind. I don't, it just doesn't make sense to me how you can love us that much. But God, because you do, we need to love you the same way. So Father, I pray right now that everyone under the sound of my voice would adopt that love and work toward it because it takes work. It doesn't happen overnight. It's nothing that happens immediately. We don't just decide it. But we seek you, and you are a rewarder of those that diligently keep after, pursue you. So I pray right now for every believer under the sound of my voice that God, as we enter into this last hour on earth, this last time, that you would pull us in close. You said that you were coming like a thief, but not to us. You said we're not children of the dark, that you would overtake us like a thief. So the thief in the night doesn't even apply to us. We're going to know when you're near because you said it. So I pray right now that you would pull us in even closer so we can know what we need to know, be who we need to be, and be that church without spot or blemish, prepared as a bride for the bridegroom. We thank you, Lord, for messages like this. and We just pray that you keep speaking to us this way and prepare us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to A True Church Perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of the Adamant Believers Council in North Richland Hills, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas 76124, or donate online at exministries.com.